Alright guys, welcome to Mob Rules Minisode number one. What? Um, I know, it's crazy. Are we starting all over again? <laughs> oh god, uh, no. Oh, I guess god, even no. then we started at 1.5, didn't we? <laughs> we? We did, yeah, we did start at 1.5. So we've never technically had a 1 until iTunes made us renumber everything. Oh, okay. Um, I, of course, am John, joined as yeah. always via the powers of the internet, which, you know, is no big thing for our listeners because that happens all yeah. the time. But for me, it's a big deal uh, by Ted. You know, I think it's hilarious that, like, the dogs didn't start barking until you started talking. <laughs> like, absolutely, they did you know not what? start barking. Until... I, I bet it was the tapping on the desk. Like, you're... Uh, the, no, the it's the, the... the the neighbor dogs came out to play. I want to oh, say okay. that Ted is hearing me through a very nice microphone, which picks up entire rooms. And I am <laughs> speaking to you through a very oh. much a more focused mic. So I'm very hopeful that my dog's uh, yap, oh. yap, yapping does not kind of go through. Um, I mean, great sound effects board. I didn't oh, even realize oh, for, it was yeah. dogs. <laughs> it, it's for, it's for my, my, my second career as a Foley artist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we kind of wanted to throw this a little mini episode. Um, 30 minutes of your time's tops, most likely. Uh, as kind of a little, you know, thank you for putting up with uh, when we tried to. Oh, man. Oh, man. So what, <laughs> what our deal was, was like, we we're going to reel you in with the promise of talking about the ultramarines movie and that's you know that's a big selling point but really what you're gonna hear is me and ted in robot suits underwater fucking uh, <laughs> we had wow. a little bit of um, I, I went with two rusty robots in a public restroom fucking but underwater that's you're really stacking on the that, that's it's that's beautiful. a new level it's poetry, man. yeah no new level of poetry uh so yeah obviously uh you know it's a little thank you we're gonna do a little mini episode coming out uh now uh, a little earlier than usual, we'll still have regular Mob Rules back next week uh, talking about the Lost Patrol game. But right now, we're going to get into a little couple of things. It's kind of a thank you to our fans for putting up with us. Um, I will say, when we did have the, the episode go through editing, it sounded great. <laughs> it was just yeah. some part on the upload process just ruined it. Yeah, I feel really bad because I think that... Uh, in, in like the day that we had it up, like we had hit like almost record numbers with downloads. So it was like, it was like, oh man, now we have to come up with record number uh, apologies. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and now it's just kind of like people are probably just like, wait, what? What's the appeal of this? I mean, I know you said it sounded shitty, but I thought it was just content, not actual sound. <laughs> well, that's every other week, <laughs> <laughs> right here on Mobbles. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I thought it would be kind of fun to get together um, over the internet uh, and talk about our, our tale of gamers stuff um we, oh yeah yeah we, we've touched about it a little bit on on the podcast itself but mm -hmm. I, I really i mean was really ignited uh, myself personally i know ted you're getting into it a, a bunch as well on a few ignited other guys in the group yeah like gonorrhea <laughs> our gonorrhea for fluff has flared up fire wildfire fluff um, I mean, for for my little Imperial Fist Force, uh, I'm about a novel's worth of uh, layout down. Wow! For my, I have about three pages of notes about points I want to hit. Was and, that and like an advertisement to Black Library? Like, <sighs> hey, I got a novel's worth. Of like, hey, I have one novel's worth of ideas for an <laughs> army you kill off all the time. Facing off against an army that doesn't have a codex. So you're waiting for your your what is it the uh, thirty second point five millennia? Yeah, your thirty two point five. I just want to do you, when you're ready to release that series. I'm there, buddy. I just want to do like CSI Terra. 
That's <laughs> what really happened. <laughs> it's like just blood and semen samples everywhere and Inquisitor's going down. Oh, yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, you know, it looks like he didn't pray to the God Emperor. Yeah! Like whatever they do in the CSI Miami. I think that's one of the glasses. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, uh, we, we've really got into the, the background part on it and kind of making up what our army is about. Why are they there? Why are their forces expanding? Um, all of oh. that kind of fun. Uh, Ted, you yeah. are um, you are rocking a flash terrorist force for this. Yeah, for, yeah. for those, if this is your first episode listening, first off, you know, you know thank you. Please check out the back catalog <laughs> and not, you know, our mini apology sode. Um, <laughs> but our, our tale of gamers takes off of kind of an early 2000s, uh, as my, you know, iTunes notifications go off, uh, early 2000s huh. uh, White Dwarf article uh, where okay. a, a few guys got together and they had a very budgeted, right. strict... Um, army they had to build. So uh, I, I know David, one of our local <clears throat> guys who's running it. I'm sure we'll talk to him in the future here about it. Yeah. Um, we for for our version uh, week one we had 101 dollars to spend, and mm-hmm. it was very much encouraged to start with a start collecting step. And mm-hmm. then every two weeks after that, we only have 50 dollars we can spend on the GW products or you know third party or whatever it is at a time yeah. to build up our force. But we could bank too, so that's a lot of guys are banking. I'm banking like a <laughs> banking <laughs> like a motherfucker. I thought you were getting just like what like a uh, scout squad this last this last go around, right? So yeah, you're banking quite a bit. Yeah, so so week one, I picked up the Star Collecting Space Marines box uh, uh-huh. and an Inquisitor. Inquisitor yeah. was purely for the story outline I put down, um, and then that left me with. So I mean, we were taking our local store discounts into account for our totals, so that left me with about seventeen dollars. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Came into week two with a uh, $67. Uh, uh-huh. Bought a single scout squad, again, because of, you know, fluff reasons, uh, which takes me down to about $42. Yeah. Um, or or I, I'm going to be right around 100 next week. Um, you know, spoiler Dude. alert, <laughs> I am saving for Betrayal at Calfbox. Um, Are you really? Yes. What? So is it going to be like scout squads every week until you get to that point? No, no. Next week will be like another sniper scout squad. I bought I... a dice. One <laughs> dice. But it, but if it's... 50 cents. But, but it fits my narrative. Um, and I think that's, that, that's super important for me, um, is yeah. that it's this small elite force until, you know, something happens, which makes them have to be like, oh shit, we have to come back with all the guys. Um, so Black Templars, save us. <laughs> so, yeah. And we it's found not, ourselves in the pudding again. And it's not Ultramarines jumping down to save Imperial Fists this time. Oh. It's Imperial Fists jumping down to do it. Um, okay. So, Ted, I mean, I went over my first couple weeks of purchases, or a couple periods yeah. of purchases, I should say. Uh, yeah. What about you? What, what are you working on with this again? Oh, well, let's start out with the uh, the, Death, the half of the Death Storm box. Um, and that was, oh, yeah, I think we talked about this in a previous episode. It's just, like, ridiculous amounts of points. It came up to, like, almost a grand. And I probably could have kitted it out even more, but I was trying to build the models uh, for the campaign that came with it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, it was playing uh, middle ball and then bought a, a tactical squad, ended up banking, like, 17 bucks or something, um, and then rolled that into this month's. Uh, or maybe it was less than that. Anyway, so it rolled it into this month and got a Storm Raven. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to think about it like, man, you know what these... Because I think like normally we're at like 500 points for most of us. And I'm like almost a 1,000. 
plus a Storm Raven. I, I have a bad feeling people are going to have a hard time with that. <laughs> oh, unless you <laughs> give them free, free Plasma Obliterators. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that worked out pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, well, that Deathstorm box is a really, really good value. That's uh, Blood Angels yeah. versus Tyranids. Um, mm-hmm. The Blood Angel half of that box in particular was uh, a very, very good deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, but that's that's about it so far. I think I I think in the next batch, um, I'm probably gonna go with a, a, a Sangari guard with a Sangari priest with jump packs and uh, uh, try to run in stuff like the apothecary. Um, so run him with those guys. They have a two up save, um, and they have a, a glaives and carmine. So they are at plus one strength at um, master crafted, and I think it's AP three. Uh, you can give them an axe if you want. Um, so it's going to be cool, but it's also going to be lame. It'll be like rolling everybody individually, looking for that one <laughs> failed. Thing. You're yeah. like, please, please fail, please fail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, but I think it'll be pretty hard. I think that'll be, you know, the lower point game. We're probably not seeing a whole lot of low AP, although ex- unless you're playing against John, who has his uh, grab all over the place. <laughs> but... Yes, this John's two grab guns. Oh, but oh, they put out a lot of they hit, put out a lot of points. They, they a lot of did shot. fuck over a couple of your things pretty bad. Yeah, not um, so much a dreadnought, but you know it's <laughs> it is grabbing in. But yeah, I took out some guys. So um, yeah, they're the, so the 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 angels are not going to be looking forward to your grab or anybody else's. Good, good. But, yeah, and that should come out to about fifty bucks. I think when it's all said and done. Well, yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit now about kind of the the backgrounds we've created. Oh, for these, the fluffies! The, the fluffies for <laughs> for our small. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so. Sorry, I, I just read... had to kick my dog outside as he <laughs> literally barked right into the microphone. Oh. Um, well, I've been trying to. Uh, I think like a year or so ago, I bought the. Uh, um, I think it was the, the first Flesh Terror book uh, by Andy Smiley. Um, and it's kind of talking about them finding their home world. And um, so I've done, read that. I've read some fluff on them. I haven't read uh, too many of his other books, but I'm trying to get back into it and look up. Uh, I think it's Emmett Nassar uh, was their um, chapter master uh, for a while. Um, so I'm trying to read up on him, like back when he was a blood angel and see like what his deal was. And But I'm kind of diverging from that, you know, like the, the nasty like super aggro teen thing i'm kind of getting away from that and kind of going more for like a whimsical feel and that was all based off of uh, a game i had with john uh dave so yeah so everything i've read about the kind of the flesh terrors fluff wise is uh-huh. they are massive assholes <laughs> incredibly violent massive assholes mm-hmm yeah, and it seems like they're always trying to test their their metal and prove themselves, but it's, it's working out since they're a dying chapter. They only have like 400 guys left, so, so they kind of have to be assholes on that there. <laughs> or they should probably chill the fuck out and <laughs> wait until their numbers grow, <laughs> but instead they're like throwing themselves at dinosaurs the size of uh, volcanoes and like we got this <laughs> splat <laughs> <laughs> i don't got this rolled a right. six on that stomp table did that dinosaur <laughs> yeah so that, that was that was crazy i think like reading that because i think i was in the that that book at the very end you know they had to prove themselves by taking out this thing that was the size of like a mountain and like really really <laughs> you're gonna pick a different world yo <laughs> i have to say one of my favorite things is that in these stories we have these you know superhuman modified seven foot tall war beasts who are bred for destruction you yeah. know and, and they're 
all taking down these monsters the size of mountains. And then oh, yeah. on the game table, they get bitch slapped by Eldar. <laughs> like a guardian just kind of pew, pew. Quick, run. It's bolter fire. <laughs> they have las guns. <laughs> oh, no, strength three, but 30 of them. Uh, so why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about your your, your force here, your specific Uh-oh. kind of detachment of little flash terrors. <laughs> so uh, the sad thing is, is like, um, yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you their names. Um, I was kind of going through a list of, it's all like, it's all old Yiddish for the most part. So I had to like write down a, uh, over the cheat sheet for it. Um, but yeah, so it's, I, I lovingly call him the captain. Um, there was a book series that came out uh, by Gideon Defoe. Um, they made a movie of it. It's the same people that did Walt and Gromit called the Adventures or uh, the Miss pirates and adventures an adventure um oh, is that but, like that stop motion claymation pirates made yeah. by Ard- aardvark animation yeah 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 um it's so good like I, I was reading the books for a while and then they came out with the movie and i'm like oh <laughs> um but yeah it was it, it's they kind of just had like these archetypical people they're like the captain was super arrogant and like really whimsical and you know then there was and none of the people had names except for like one person whose name was jennifer but everybody else was like the pirate with rickets, the pirate with uh, bedroom eyes, the pirate with a red scarf. And so <laughs> I didn't do that exactly, but like I kind of like that archetypical feel. So you had uh, the captain, um, and then you had the dreadnought, who was kind of his buddy, and they were both like the two of them had these flights of fancy. They were oh look, there's this you know this uh, plasma obliterator, and it looks like it's about to fire. Let's go take it over. <laughs> really is that a good idea (laughs) no it wasn't (laughs) and so i kind of saw him as like a don quixote kind of thing and um and in the first story there's like a reference to it so in the flesh terrors are the uh blood angels fluff like all the blood angels had um um like they're all into the arts in some way like either sculpture or whatever um they're kind of the more humane chapters even though they have a darker side um, and we're big into uh, culture, and so like for the, uh, the 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 point of view of the reader, uh, Simiel, uh, the sergeant, like he was he had a literary uh, fancy, so he was into old literature, and so he made that that reference to Don Quixote, and um, so yeah, it's it's kind of him all in all the misadventures, and then the guys trying to pull his ass out of him when they fail. So kind of, and then try not to take so much the uh, the typical bolter porn uh, um, dialogue. The in the emperor's name she shall protect, but kind of taking like a more I don't know modern approach to that. So, which is horrible of me, and I shouldn't even play this game. But <laughs> hey, uh, it. For, for this story, na- forge the narrative, man. <laughs> right. you know, discuss with your opponent before playing. <laughs> I'm not going to use GW faux Latin here. Sorry. <laughs> I will use my own pig Latin to get that taken care of. And this guy's just going to sound like Tupac Shakur. <laughs> so, pay no mind. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of so far is just like them with their quest for glory in every ridiculous way possible. And I think it was the, the first game I played that really kind of solidified that idea in my head. Um, when my boss, <laughs> the captain in Terminator armor with a mastercrafted uh, thunder hammer, rushed as a ten man squad of uh, marines and just got beat to shit and hand to hand, dubbed him uh, uh, Captain I got this. <laughs> <laughs> How many X's are in that name? <laughs> yeah, I got this. 
He had the backup squad, but his backup squad did something else, and actually successfully, whereas he just ate it. That is like the so, most uh, hold my beer while I moment ever. Yeah. Got hold my beer while I beat up this squad. <laughs> Take the wheel. Yeah, oh, man. So, so how's yours? Where'd you, where'd you come up with the fluff for yours? Oh man, uh, I pulled it up my ass. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, perfectly honest. Okay. So, so I mean, That's a good place for it. My main thing of thinking is okay. I mean, fluff and, and making our, our story is a very big part of this. But because we're starting small and we're mm-hmm. adding progressively each week, my thinking is why on earth are a small squad dispatched? to any area for for what reason and i I, i've read black library stories before where you know like a single squad of marines kind of destroys an entire galaxy and (laughs) but you know like for for me and my experience playing the game why is one squad deployed to this area it's Uh not going to be for an all-out conflict it's not going to be for a a, um a battle it's you know it's not going to be to respond to an enemy threat uh, because of that way I'm sure you would land a single squad of Space Marines, but they would be backed up by Imperial Guard or PDF or you know, mm-hmm. something along that lines. So that's when it kind of came into my head that it was a, a retrieval mission or mm-hmm. a, a kind of a quote-unquote rescue mission. Uh, yeah. so, so that's why I purchased the Inquisitor. My, my basic premise came from um, this is, you know, one squad of guys, uh, a captain and a mm-hmm. dreadnought going down to retrieve an Inquisitor and bring him back to Terra. Okay. Um, I made them fifth company. Uh, one because I really like the you know the black trim on there, um, <laughs> but, but also as a reserve company, I would imagine that those were the people would be like, "Hey, go pick up this dude. You're not doing anything else. Go go do that." <laughs> yeah. um, and then I had to kind of justify it to myself why Dreadnought would go there as well. So I mean, I figured he was just you know on the same strike cruiser, or and then I also kind of. <laughs> Uh, unspeaking of but backstory wise i haven't got into it yet but him and and captain janice of the fifth company who's my my leader guy um, oh yeah fought together before he was entombed in the dreadnought armor and and kind of uh, a running thread along my narrative is like how with each battle the the dreadnought who's called kurtz is becoming kind of less of a person or the person that janice knew so while he still respects you know hey he's still a great warrior his bringing honor to the emperor in his chapter um, with each kind of shot and blow, he's becoming less of the friend that the, the, or the battle brother that Janice knew before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, essentially what it starts with is a, uh, I changed it from, it was a drop pod. Uh, after I wrote that, I was like, well, how the fuck are they going to get it off the ground again? Uh, <laughs> uh, and actually after watching the Ultramarines movie, I changed it to a, a, a storm Raven that drops off the squad, the dreadnought, and Janice on, on this planet's surface. Um, okay. And they pick up my Inquisitor's, Inquisitor Xander's um, power armor signal. Or a, a power a power armor signal in the distance. Uh, and they kind of walk off towards that. Um, again, we spent how much time in the last episode ragging on the Ultimate Movie for just being <laughs> like two hours of marching. And then that's the first <laughs> thing narratively I do with my guys. Um, yeah. So the, so they march along. They follow their aspects to you know this this signal they've been told is Janice and in his power armor, and they come across a, a a barren wasteland, kind of an old battlefield, all beat up to shit, no buildings, uh, aside from one lone um, plasma obliterator. And the reason I included <laughs> this 
is to try and narrow that points gap between my first game opponent, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're talking about me as though I'm not in the room. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I'm not, but... <laughs> mine maxed out, like max upgrades to everyone was a 560 points wise. Uh-huh. Um, and yours was a, a little under a thousand with no upgrades, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had this pitch battle against the flesh terrors. Um, in your your side of the story, uh, you explained how they the your half blind insane death company dreadnoughts saw the yellow armor, <laughs> yeah, uh, and thought it was bad moon orcs, and just was like, yeah, fuck it, kill them. Well, they're hunchbacked and they're yellow, and <laughs> they are not. <laughs> their their posture is perfect. Well, with the backpack, it looks like a hunchback from a distance. When you're entombed in a sarcophagus with uh, water damage components, <laughs> <laughs> wow. like our last podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and, and, and honestly, next time we're going to use Skype because uh, um, uh, I talk is not great right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I talk's good. <laughs> I I, um, I I I, fa- I figure there's some great irony in us doing this to kind of you know, hey, you know, thanks for putting up with our with our great audio, and then iTunes or. Um, the the FaceTime audio really shitting out on us sometimes. Um, good. On, on my part of the audio or my audio, uh, my <laughs> part of the the story though is the the flesh terrors have been dis- dispatched to terminate the Inquisitor. They, they've been given orders from Terra that this man has you know he's gone against. Uh, wait, this, this was this was the original um, draft that didn't make it, right? Well, this well this, for for my story. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is so it's not good enough that we're just a thrill seeker. Well, well, it works <laughs> into it works into fame. it works into page two of my notes for it, which we'll get into in probably like twenty <laughs> episodes time. Um, okay. So it's a little thread that I, I needed to to work there. Um, okay, but with the Imperial fists being told that they needed to take him back or escort him back to Terror alive. You know, Imperial Fists, of course, being known for their, you know, level-headedness, really not being stubborn about anything whatsoever. Um, they discussed everything. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bloodbath. Um, <laughs> they said, no, your flesh terrors were, you know, little dickish assholes with their snide little threats. Um, and then they went on the offensive, and that's when Inquisitor Xanders made the decision to activate the Plasma Obliterator and use it against an Imperial Force. Yeah. Um, which you know is is terrifying to the imperial fist because he's like that's my battle brother yeah he was a dick about it but what the heck but then when the terminator the flesh terror terminators teleport down and then the big attacks start happening then kind of self-defense <laughs> starts to kick in um they realize they have a mission from the high lords to bring back this inquisitor they have to do they just figured this is some rogue faction that they need to take care of mm-hmm. um and it comes down it comes down to your uh, your captain was the only one left at the end of the battle. Yeah. <laughs> All that was left on my side was the Inquisitor, the captain, uh-huh. uh, a Marine, and a Dreadnought. And the game ended with our, our two captains being about an, an inch away from each other. It was, mm-hmm. it was super close. So the way I imagined that part of our narrative ending was, you know, you know, stop, you know, you're defeated. You know, we are taking him back to Terry. No one will kill and you know, and then the 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 flash terror is doing your typical, you know, you fool, you don't know what you've done, da 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 da. Uh, and you know, the Inquisitor coming in, the Inquisitor kind of coming forward and, and separating the two, and you know, trying to instill calm here, you know, even though he he yeah. fears, you know, the 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 flash terror captain has 
has made threats upon him. He's like, you know, for you know, for the emperor and all this other stuff. It's at mm-hmm. this point that out of you know spite and disgust, the flesh terror just kind of teleports back to his battle barge. He's like, you know, he's <laughs> like he he leaves with a very clever line which I haven't thought of yet, but he's gone. Um, the the imperial fists kind hey, of hey, I, I, your shoes untied. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much. Uh, the imperial fists gather themselves together and then they kind of march back to the the pickup zone. Uh, yeah. And they march, and they march. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and it's at this point, uh, my game two happens where I played our local player, Danny. He's been on the show a couple times. Okay. Uh, and his uh, Tau Force. And we played one of the new missions coming out of Warhammer World, specifically geared to the start collecting boxes. I hadn't heard about those, but that looks kind of fun. They were really good. We, we did an ambush, so all of my stuff started in the center of the table. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. Danny had two 12-inch deployment zones, uh, one on each side of the table. Um, mm. And then we kind of just battled uh and it was a really good scenario where i imagine is is again my guys were marching the inquisitor back to the ship to take him back to terror um, <laughs> we found the ring let's get back <laughs> i mean essentially at this point he's yeah he's a prop uh, and then danny's uh he has a shattered farsight enclave who are just trying to get the hell off the planet um, okay so they kind of just tried to assault us while they were small in number and weak um i did end up winning that game i was i was super stoked about that uh, and then after that, and they drive off the, the far side, they, they walk back to their ship and they find on the ground, and this is moving into my next period here, uh, mm-hmm. a, a destroyed remains of a storm raven um, with mining equipment scars on the side and kind of oh. claw marks through the paint job. And that's... You know, <gasps> Squat! Uh, or Demiurge. Yeah, Demiurge. Demiurge. <laughs> that, that must be it. And, and that's where my narrative stops right okay. now. Uh, well, for, for our listeners, that's where my narrative stops. I have very so exciting stuff. Phil, then, right? Yeah, because his... Phil was uh, super... I mean, we've been talking about a, a different uh, mission uh, for, for since we started now. Um, and he was on vacation the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, obviously needs a vacation from his vacation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I had to gear up a mission that would work for my force at the level it's at and then phil's force at the level it's at now phil's force is two gene it's the other half of the death storm box so it's literally nothing it's mm. <laughs> a couple of gene stealer squads uh um and that's it so yeah. okay so i mean i i had to kind of do the thing where that is every time his unit dies it's automatically going to come back on the table <coughs> you know it's just for me surviving for five turns yeah and then where we go from there um i will say spoiler alert win or lose on the table in my story i lose so <laughs> <laughs> okay so I, i'm i'm just i'm having a blast kind of telling this story and and kind uh-huh. of telling janice's story and kind of uh driving the narrative of my army through his actions and decisions on this world, which hell, I don't think we've even named this world we're on yet. Nah, I, nah. Who who else doing write ups? I know you and I, and I thought there's a couple other write ups. Right? We're we're doing it. Um, I know Joe uh, slash Dick did a write up and then <laughs> dropped out because he wouldn't yeah. be able to uh, take care of it anymore. Okay. Um, I. <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone else. I, I love the idea that Dick can't handle it anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or Dick yeah. Care anymore. yeah, yeah. There's just, there's just some times when Dick, Dick can't handle it anymore. Dick, Dick finished early. <laughs> that, that's that's all I have to say on that one there. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and, and different. The, the thing I like about this, I mean, 
there, there's been a little bit of you know a kerfuffle locally because we have a shock two narrative leagues going on at the same time or two leagues going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, but the difference is, is ours is hugely casual. I mean, hugely <laughs> casual, and our expansion rate is tiny to none, and it's just about five or six of us who are just you know doing it for shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, what I think is that not everyone has gone into the quite the level of fluffed writing that we have, but everyone has a reason their guys are fighting and everyone has a story behind their fight. Um, yeah. We have a Necron player who has a story behind his fight. Uh, we have uh, our Tau player who has a story behind his fight. and it's... Is, is that Danny? There's two Tau players, right? Yeah, or... yeah. So, so Danny has a story and behind his fight. And two Eldar players, or three uh, Eldar players. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many jet bikes in the first level. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, even though, and and we have, uh, uh, what I think is super interesting, and I know Dave's written a little bit of fluff for it, but hasn't kind of gone mm-hmm. quite overboard to the dark side like I have. Um, <laughs> he has a Space Marine chapter that is slowly turning to chaos. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think that's a fascinating point of view, and then kind of seeing the way he's writing it and just the the shifting ideas and kind of the the little plays on words you know you know our papa amber or i forget how he phrased it but you know like kind of slowly turning to nurgle um, yeah. for for blessings so yeah we, yeah, we I, I have to say like i really dig like this you know i i think when we first or when dave first started talking about doing the tale of gamers um you know it was it was just going to be kind of a neat excuse to um put models together that i had you know been sitting in a box for uh three years two years <laughs> whatever that death storm box was um maybe it was the only year um uh, but anyway like you know, to be able to put together stuff that it hadn't been worked on in a bit and um but you know like the fluff part didn't really i think it was like dave really pushed that fluff part initially like with his like trying to justify his like weird clean rough kind of nurgle thing going on um and you know, I kind of like dismissed it, but it's been like really fun now that I felt like the pressure from both the two of you uh, to write because this, this would have been like the first league that I didn't write anything. Um, but it was kind of neat to be able to like go back and like start putting more more time and investment, like emotional investment or uh, intellectual investment in uh, each character. And like, um, so I think that was really neat. You know, like I think that the first time I did something like this, I was playing orcs and like I lost my war boss every time he stepped on the field. So I had to come up with like new reasons why he was either back or it wasn't really him it was his twin brother <laughs> and like so i think like having guys that you just like lose in troves was was really kind of hard to like to write a story but i think like this was kind of neat because yeah you know maybe if you do lose your captain or something you can kind of justify it well he didn't die he just got you know he just got punched in the face and knocked out or something like that you know, i'm like, just doing you're the, not yeah. losing troves of stuff that you have to like somehow come up with an excuse as to why he shows up in the next story, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm using the Monty Python excuse of "tis a flesh wound." And the, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, because my captain fell in the last game. Um, mm-hmm. But looking forward in my personal narrative for it, um, it's he's defending a position, so he shouldn't be moving very much. So I'm, I might yeah. even be like, hey, he can only move like three inches instead of six. Uh, oh, okay. Just, you know, well, that's he, yeah. A really great moment happened during my game with Danny. One of the first things he did was he 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 managed to taunt my dreadnought enough to to turn and go after <laughs> one of his crisis suits, and it really exposed his back to another crisis suit, who promptly immobilized him. Mm-hmm. And so he was stuck the entire game facing the wrong way. 
Oh, he, no. couldn't, he couldn't pivot, couldn't fire, couldn't do anything. Oh, that's um, and then Tricks when yell or, or uh, towel. Yeah, and, and so when the game ended, um, I was ahead on points. Um, mm-hmm. Danny's forces were pretty decimated. I had lost a few models, um, but we finished the game like pretty much close to each other, like within charge range. Um, so oh. I was trying to think why would why would they stop fighting at this point? This doesn't make any sense. Both of them have legitimate claims as to why they would be able to, you know, you know, quote unquote, win at this point. So that's when yeah. I decided that my dreadnought would have like been either self-repaired or dragged himself over by his fist to where everyone else was, <laughs> raised up his last cannon, and just kind of, you know, for the emperor and Friday guy, and everyone's like, let's get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. so kind of like, I, and I think that's something super important I learned about kind of narrative gaming in general is you can make anything happen with a good enough reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of the image to me of a dreadnought crawling by his one power fist, and it's the, the venerable dread, so, you know, it has that really sweet-looking fist, mm-hmm. uh, is, is, was a really good image to me, just crawling towards his fallen captain and the aliens who are shooting at them, you know, yelling litanies of the emperor and trying to, <laughs> you know, get everything done. That's that's a great image for me. Um, yeah. So so I, I'm having a hell of a lot of fun with the narrative side of it, maybe more than the game side of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm fully you know, turning into that shitty fluff gamer. <laughs> that's terrible, man. Uh, See, competitive is the only way to go. <laughs> oh, hells yeah. yeah it's going to do a full-on switch. You're going to get all pissy when I roll dice good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, that's cool. that's where my narrative's at. Um, I'm sure as we go on, there might be, I mean, let us know. Did you like this mini-sode? Um, do you want to see more? Uh, we can talk to other players in our group about their armies and kind of what yeah. to bring along. Again, let us know. We, we kind of, you know, we don't really do this for us sometimes. <laughs> um, we will. So I know uh, Dave is probably going to be on the next episode. Um, yeah, well, so he'll be able to give us a, a, a kind of insight into his army. Um, and uh, also our write-ups, at least uh, uh, one of yours, uh, kind of partnered with one of mine, uh, are both on the Facebook site. So. Yeah, and I do need to get around to actually writing that second write-up yeah. after the battle. And I, not I think just, I might actually... Oh. Not just my outline for the next 20 battles. <laughs> um, also, I think we might take all those and put them on... Because we have a bunch of... Uh, uh, narratives um, that I've been posting from previous leagues on our website, but I think I might put those on our these on our website as well, if you don't mind. No, um, absolutely. Cool, um, and that could be like you know just a nice little uh, repository of of nerd fluff. Yeah, and you guys can check all those out at marvelsmedia.com. Yep. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, let's see let's see where it goes. We'll keep uh, keep you guys posted. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I want to thank you for joining us for our little Minnesota. Um, thank, luckily you did not get a, you know, a full two week break from us. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, I wanted to come back here, kind of talk about these little things and just say hi and kind of just do a little, little structured chat about narrative, which is, you know, super fun for me. Um, Ted, thank you for, for joining me yeah, over, over shitty, shitty, shitty <laughs> FaceTime. But Hey, you know what? We're going to make this all worthwhile to you guys. And I have a moral to this story. Don't cook your hot dog for a minute and then eat it right afterwards. It'll burn your mouth, okay? Don't do that. So now you learn something. Don't put hot wieners (laughs) in your mouth. Um, If you guys are on Twitter, I'm more active on Twitter now. Uh, Check me out at MobRulesJohn. Uh, and uh, you can follow me like the creepy stalkers you guys are. Um, <laughs> want to remind everyone, book eight of The Beast Arises is out now and available oh. from all good bookshops and some terrible ones as well. 
um, the, the important thing is you pick that up because in about a month's time, uh, we're going to be talking about our third quarter review of Woo! The Beast Arises. We're going to be talking about uh, books seven through nine. We've decided instead of kind of doing these every time a book comes out, because then <laughs> every second episode would be, hey, it's a new Beast Arises. Let's talk about that, which I don't have a problem doing. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't have a problem doing, but I, I think some people might get bored of that pretty quickly. Uh, we're going to kind of go over the big points. And, oh, man, from book eight, there, there's, there's some big points coming out uh... of book seven and eight. Um, right, we'll talk about that later. But. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. But oh, it's 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 a good read. And this one, of course, oh, written by uh, <laughs> written by Gab Thorpe, uh, is called "The Beast Must Die." Um, if you followed me on Twitter, you'd realize I won uh, Mr. Thorpe's uh, hashtag competition. Uh, nice. What'd you win with? Uh, I uh, the beast must really well. Excuse me. The competition was uh, he had hashtag the beast must, and you must finish that kind of thought or title um so the first one i put up there was the beast must find true love before the last petal falls i'm a a (laughs) sucker for disney films um but my winning entry was the beast must really regret letting the boys uh vote on a rexit which you know i'm i'm six thousand miles away and i've lived in the u.s for uh 10 years now so it's it's a little easier on me than than some of the people over there but a little bit of politics uh, always makes things better. <laughs> yeah, I, I follow uh, Gab's, uh, Gab on Facebook, and he doesn't get very political, but I think Brexit was definitely a hot-button issue for him, so you definitely keyed in on something. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then be sure to uh, follow him on Twitter as well, at Dennis Hamster, um, for some reason. But he uh, posts a, a lot of good stuff. If you're an aspiring writer, he has a lot of really good uh, hints oh, and cool. tips and kind of what to do. And, and he released an article last month on his website, gavthorpe.co.uk. I'm getting all of the gratuitous plugs out. Um, about writing an individual story within a series and kind of the different things that go into creating one focus story, but having mm. to kind of uh, do the whole, like talking about The Beast of Rises, Horace Heresy, all that other kind of fun stuff there. Okay. So check it out. Great read. Um, that's about all of the gratuitous plugs I have yeah. right now. We'll, uh, we'll save the rest for the longest episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, the longest episode. Uh, Ted and I will be back a week from today, which will be uh, next Friday, or just whenever you know you click the button if you're just because it's a podcast. You know, there's no scheduled release. Uh, and we will be talking about the, I feel, the kind of underappreciated um, Lost Patrol game with uh, Blood yeah. Angel Scouts versus Gene Stealers. Uh, yeah. And some jungle somewhere we're gonna say cambodia you know let's make it local <laughs> uh, at least have one listener out there who can kind of relate to it <laughs> sweet yeah all right we'll see you guys next time so yeah uh for for mob rules i've been john i'm ted uh, we will see you next week keep it cheesy This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. You can also email us at the mob at tophat-arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks.